Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Two Brain Radio with Sean Woodland. On today's episode, I speak with six-time CrossFit Games athlete Josh Bridges. Over the years, I've covered dozens of fitness events all around the world, and I've seen the best of the best work with coaches to find success. Yet many business owners don't think coaches can help them. If you want to hit a revenue PR, visit twobrainbusiness.com to book a free call and find out how a business coach can help you. Josh Bridges has been one of the most popular CrossFit athletes since making his debut at the Games back in 2011. He is also a former Navy SEAL and father of two young sons. We talk about his career in the military, how he found CrossFit, some of his more memorable moments competing on the tennis stadium floor in Carson, California, and coffee. Thanks for listening, everybody. Josh, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having me on, brother. Appreciate uh, it. Let's let's go back in Josh Bridges' life. What sports did you play growing up? Oh, man. Um, everything as a kid. Uh, but, like, organized sports, I played baseball uh, when I hit, and then soccer um, pre-high school. High school hit, I did, uh, I started wrestling, and then uh, baseball, did a little cross country just to stay in shape for wrestling. Um, played rugby. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, but then like, you know, like back like, on the, on the streets as a kid, you know, we roller hockey, yeah. basketball, football, everything. So, yeah. I know you have a pretty extensive wrestling background. What do you think it was about wrestling that hooked you? Um, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I just loved it. I loved uh, it. It was a love hate relationship. Um, it's a, it's a sport that is easy to not love. Um, but it's, you know, if you actually have a little bit of success in it and, uh, you realize like, it's just the hardest sport there is. And so, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just, uh, I, I loved pushing myself and I loved like seeing what I'm, what I was capable of doing. And, um, you know, so that, that, Wrestling is just a great sport, and it builds a lot of character. What motivated you to join the Navy? Uh, in the Navy, you know, I, at that point in my life, I was uh, I was a loan officer, and so I wasn't really doing anything uh, competitively. Um, so that was, I think, a big motivation for me. I'd always had this little bit of interest as a kid, wanting to like see if I could push myself through, you know, what I thought at the time, like boot camp, all oh, the toughest thing, boot camp, you know, any boot camp. And so, um, now after, uh, you know, going through college sports and then getting out and not being really like involved in anything competitively, losing that, you know, like thing that I love the most was competing. So, um, you know, I just, uh, a buddy told me about being a Navy SEAL and what it was. I started doing some research and I was like, oh, this, this sounds like cool. And it sounds like uh, something pretty fun and something cool that I could, you know, go and try to push myself to do. And so I started, I gave myself a year to train for it and then went in. What was that experience like going through BUDS? <coughs> Amazing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> really fun. Uh, yeah. You know, BUDS was... Uh, you know, it was a kick in the nuts and it was tough and it was hard and, but, uh, loved every second of it. Um, you know, enjoyed the process of it and then enjoyed once I, you know, getting through it, you know, and, and realizing that, Hey, okay. Like the, the confidence you get from it, you know, being like, this is the hardest military training there is out there. And I just went through it. So, um, 
it was a lot of fun though. I mean, you get to shoot guns, you get to run, you get to exercise. It's, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard, but it's also really cool. How did going through wrestling prepare you at all for that experience? Yeah. A lot of people actually ask me, uh, you know, about like that, like, Oh, did you get, you know, your toughness from the military or whatever. And, you know, for me, I was, I always go back to wrestling. Wrestling is where I felt like, uh, built my mental toughness from, um, wrestling was, is the, the most demanding physically and mentally sport there is out there. Uh, you can't have a bad day. If you do have a bad day, you get your ass kicked. So it's not like, it's not like a team sport where, you can hide in the, you know, in the outfield or you can hide in, you know, and just not be involved in the play where you're always involved in wrestling. You're always the person. It's, it's only you. You have no one to rely on but yourself. And so, um, and then, you know, you like wrestling is the, the sport where you know, I feel the most like you can outwork, you know, you can outwork your opponent, right? You, you might not be the most talented, but if you outwork them, there's a possibility you can beat these guys. So, um, yeah. I felt like that really helped lead into the, to the Navy where, you know, I wanted to be the best for my teammates and, you know, never wanted to let them down. How did that lead you to CrossFit? So I started to cr uh, CrossFit in 2005, really early January, 2005. And it was from the same guy who actually told me about the Navy and Navy SEALs. It was, you know, interesting story. I've, I've told the story a few times, but, um, his name was Mike, and he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be a Navy SEAL, and this is how some of those guys train. It's called CrossFit. And at the time, you know, I was really not doing anything physically. I was doing. I think I'd got, I'd gotten after college wrestling. I um, kind of like let myself go. I was like, oh, I'm gonna take some time off and get fat and drink beer, <laughs> and eat, eat, you know, pizza rolls every night. So, um, <laughs> at that point, it was like, okay, let me, let me check this out." And, uh, like immediately fell in love with it. I was like, wow, this is really fun. Like it's intense, hard workouts, just like wrestling. You can push yourself. You it, it, it can actually be competitive. And which was weird, like how quickly you realized how it was competitive, uh, before it was even a sport. And so, uh, yeah, like that was, um, so January, 2005, Mike was like, Hey, let's do, um, you know, let's give this a shot. If you want to work out with me, great. And I was like, okay. And I did. And, um, fell in love with it and used it to train, to put myself, you know, get myself, prepare myself for buds. When did you realize that you wanted to be a competitor in CrossFit? Uh, pretty early, you know, actually. So like I enlisted in January, uh, in March, I'm sorry, March of 2007. And so they had already sent out like the flyer or whatever for the 2007 games. And I was like, oh, man, they're actually turning this into a sport. That's really cool. Or they're, or they're trying to. They're doing a competition. And I used, to, I used to post my times and scores on the main website. And, you know, there was like a few people that you would look and see their times to see like how comparable you were with them. Um, and one was like James Fitzgerald, the guy who, you know, won the first CrossFit Games. Um, and so we used to email back and forth and stuff, actually. After like, you know, looking at each other's scores and knowing we were looking at each other's scores, I was like, oh, we started emailing and talking and, you know, and I was like, he's like, yeah, uh, you see that they put out the fly that they're going to do the, the across the game or uh, a competition out in California. And I was like, oh, that'd be really fun. And um, so needless to say, I couldn't go to that one and I would enjoy and enlisted in the Navy. 
my first few years, obviously, there was no chance of me being able to compete, you know, going through buds and, and getting into my first platoon. And, uh, you know, you're just, as a new guy in a platoon, you're, you know, you're doing all the extra work. So you're working even longer than everyone else. And so in 2011, I remember looking at the dates of everything of the open, the regional and the games. And I realized that my schedule really wasn't, it wasn't that bad because I was actually at home at that point. I was, um, I wasn't on a deployment and, uh, it was a workup, but our workup schedule just allowed me to compete in 2011. And so I always wanted to compete throughout the, you know, the years I just couldn't, and I had a different goal in mind. And so I was, you know, doing that. And then, asked my chief and I was like, Hey, uh, I think I want to go try to do this CrossFit games. You know, um, they put up this huge purse prize purse now and it'd be kind of cool if I could do it. He's like, well, what's your friend time? And I was like, <laughs> uh, like he, like he knew very little about CrossFit, but he, you know, he knew the, enough to ask that question. And I was like, ah, oh, two two. He's like, okay, you can give it a shot. You know? so, <laughs> all right. So that was, yeah, that was, uh, that was how I began, began competing. So, what were your expectations when you showed up to the games in 2011? I wanted to win. I wanted to win everything. I mean, my, my, my goal was to win every workout and uh, win the CrossFit games. And, you know, like that was, that was, I remember people always asking me, like, what do you, like, you know, what's your goal? I'm like, to win everything. You know, like I set my standards really high. Um, I thought I, I thought I could do it. Um, you know, I should have won the Open. Dan robbed me. But <laughs> doing it. Workout 13 times, and I put my score in a little too early. Uh, <laughs> I won, you know, won the regional, and I was like feeling really confident and, and happy and excited for the games. And when the games showed up, I mean, for me, it, like I don't even remember having nerves that year. Like I was just like excited to be there and excited to do the, the competition, excited to be on the floor with a lot of these people that I'd watched their videos and seen how well they've done in the, in the previous years past. And for me, I was just like, I know I can beat these guys. I know I, I knew I could, and so. Um, Obviously, Rich, you know, had had something else to say about that, but uh, yeah, so it was fun. I, but yeah, that, my goal was to win it. You finished second, which right. you know, was impressive. Yeah. How did that result motivate you moving forward? It was a super, it was a big motivator it, for me. I was I, I remember being like angry, you know, when I got second. I was sitting in the back with I think Rich and uh, and Ben, and you know, being like, your medal looks so much better than mine does, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And I, I remember like feeling really good and I, I kept continued to train and I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to be at the 2012 CrossFit games due to, I was going on deployment, um, later that year, uh, in 11, I think I left actually in 11 before. And so it was supposed to be like a, a longer deployment. I think that, I think it was supposed to be a nine month deployment at that time. So I knew I was not going to be able to compete in the 2012 games. And so, but I was still continuing to train and like, like everything was doing great. Um, numbers were going up and I felt better and, uh, you know, then I dislocated my knee mm-hmm. in April. So I put it like a, a <laughs> nice halt on everything. What was it like having to watch that competition from the sidelines, knowing that you were probably the best version of yourself at that point? Yeah. You know, that was interesting. Um, well at that, at that point when the games had come around, I, I heard had already injured myself. Um, so it wasn't really that big of a deal. For me, it was just like I actually got to go. I got to come down. I because I was home obviously at that point. So I left. I injured myself on deployment. Came home, flew home, got my surgery, and uh, actually, when the games was happening, my second son was being born, and so um, 
I want to say the day that they did the uh, the Camp Pendleton triathlon, my son was I was in the hospital like watching wow. it online while my kid was you know like being born, and so that was really cool. And then um, we had a bunch of family in town, and so. I got to come, I, I drove up to LA for a day, just for one day, but you know, got to actually see a little bit of the 2012 games and, sent, and then came home. So, um, yeah, you know, it was tough. I, obviously I wanted to be out there and knowing that I, I, you know, if this injury hadn't happened, you know, who knows what would have, what would have happened, but, um, you know, either way it, it is what it is. And the fact that I came back in less than a year after that, or a little over a year and, and took seventh in the 13 games was super, for me, it's one of the things I look back on. Like I'm like, damn, I can't believe I actually did that. Like, that's a uh, it's a tough thing to do. And I was proud. You know, one of the things I'm more proud of. You had to compete in that Southern California regional and the California regional, and one of the it was one of the marquee regionals uh, in Southern California. What stands out to you <laughs> about the years that you spent competing in Del Mar against that field? It was just really fun, <clears throat> you know. And, and I, I felt like every year. Um, new guys were coming or it was getting tougher because they kept expanding our region. It was like, Oh, this region isn't like, I don't know. It's not tough enough. So we got to keep making it bigger and bigger and bring more guys. in. I want to say the final season that it was the final regional regional season when it was, uh, um, the Cal or the West. West region. Yeah. yeah. The West, you had all of California, all of Northern, the Northwest and then half of Canada. And you're like, this is half of a continent. <laughs> like, this is insane. And so there were, I want to say it was 16 individual CrossFit Games competitors at that regional. And knowing that only five were getting to go to the CrossFit Games, it's like, wow, 11 CrossFit game, prior CrossFit Games individuals will not be going to the Games this year. So it was crazy. It was cool. I, I always loved it. I loved the competition. I loved the, like Del Mar is just like hands down, you know, besides, um, the actual Home Depot center or, or whatever the, the you know, mm-hmm. the yeah. centers and, you know, the sub hub. Yeah. Sorry. Stub hub. Um, you know, besides that is like by far my favorite venue. I mean, it's just, it's amazing venue. It's, it's, you know, open, it's kind of outside, kind of inside, um, the crowds are so big and so loud. And so it was, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great place to compete. Dan Bailey once told me that he thought that regionals were more pressure packed than the games. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it in the sense that it was, it was a qualifier, mm-hmm. right? And so you had, and, and there was only, and you knew there was only six events and the fact that if you made one big mistake, there was probably a good shot. You weren't going to the games. Um, so yeah, in that aspect, yes. Um, uh, personally for me, you know, like whenever I went to the CrossFit games, I wanted to win it. And so the pressure was there anyways. Um, you know, going through regionals was always tough and exactly like, you know, I had the year, you know, a year where I stumbled and I didn't qualify 15 where I, you know, I didn't deserve to be, I wasn't fit as I should have been. So, um, but yeah, you know, in a way, definitely more pressure, um, but for me, I, I put so much pressure on myself anyways at the CrossFit Games. It was pretty similar, you know. And so for me, the, the, the regionals was just a stepping stone to get there, to where at my ultimate goal. We'll let Josh Bridges take a quick break while I tell you about 500-pound deadlifts. To get a big deadlift, you need to follow all the steps in order. It's a journey. 
You can't just step up to a heavy bar every day and pull. Same deal with business. So Chris Cooper has mapped out the exact steps a gym owner must take to level up and eventually reach wealth. All these steps are based on research and data. There's no guesswork anymore. A two-brain mentor can help you analyze your business, figure out where you're at, then tell you the exact things you need to do to grow. It's all in the new two-brain roadmap available to clients. To find out if working with a mentor is right for you, book a free call at twobrainbusiness.com. Now, more with Josh Bridges. You mentioned you know, you make it back to the games in 2013 after missing in 2012, finished seventh. You win three events, including two in the tennis stadium. What was it about that setting that brought the best out in you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just loved it. I mean, it was amazing. It was at night, the under the lights. Um, you know, hopefully I was in the first, the final heat. You know, there was a couple of times where I wasn't, but it didn't even matter. Uh, you know, and and I think that those. I don't know if it was so much like where it was at it was, or if, the, if it was the workouts that, that Dave programmed for those evenings that just really suited me or I just really enjoyed. It was typically more organic CrossFit, more like grassroots CrossFit. Um, and so I love those, you know, style of workouts. And, uh, and it was just so loud and so packed and you're like, it was a bowl, right? And you're like, it, all the eyes are on you. And it, it felt it felt a lot like a wrestling match where like it's you against these, you know, other athletes, these Goliaths. And, you know, you, I just wanted to prove everyone wrong that, you know, you don't have to be this big, huge guy to, to you know, to be fit. And so, um, it was fun. It was it, like, I wish, you know, I hope when your air goes back and some of these other athletes, these younger athletes get to get to feel that, you know, because it's nothing like, like Madison's awesome in its own way, but it's nothing like, you know, that, that setting. Yeah, that tennis stadium is something special. Uh, yeah. After your performance in 2013, how are you feeling about your chances of you know, getting to the podium in the coming years? Yeah, I felt good. You know, 13, was, I was happy with where, I, you know, I wasn't, obviously at the end of the day, I was, wasn't happy with seventh, but looking back on it, I was. And so um, I I knew that I, if I trained the right way, if I put in the work, I, I could get back to the podium. And then 14, you know, I mean, going into Sunday, I was only, I want to say 17 points behind first place behind rich. And so, um, and, and Matt was like nine points ahead of nine points back. So sitting in third, going into Sunday, I felt really good. I was like, I could win this, you know, like this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the podium position. It's, that's great. But I want to, obviously the ultimate goal was to win. Um, so yeah, I, f- I felt good about it. Uh, ended up losing it on the last day. Didn't have a great Sunday. Um, some events came up that I should have done well at that I struggled at because I didn't put the right work in like GHDs. Oh yeah. I didn't, didn't really do a lot of those. And then Sunday morning, it's like, we're going to do a lot of GHDs and then lunch. And then, uh, yeah, the overhead squat event at the end and then in the double grace just were, um, just didn't go the way I wanted them to go. And so, uh, you know, fell back to fourth, um, in 2014, but you know, it is what it is. And that was a learning lesson for me. And, uh, I was, I felt like my fitness was there. I knew that I, I was, you know, I, I could taste it. I could, I knew that it was reachable again. So that was a good feeling. You had, I think, to me, was one of your most memorable performances in push-pull that year. One is still one of my favorite events of all time. What do you remember about what transpired on the tennis stadium floor that night in that event? Yeah, that event was awesome. It was, I mean, 
people always ask me what were your favorite what, what was one of your favorite events and obviously that's one of the first one that always comes up because it was such a battle and it was such a fight and uh you know I, re- I remember going into that workout being like man that looks like a lot of weight on those sleds like i have no idea how that's going to go and we didn't get to touch it we didn't get to feel what it was going to feel like so i just remember like being down there and and being like okay let's just go you know i knew i was going to do well at the handstand push-ups um and i didn't know how the other guys would hold up with it so uh, i love that the fact that it was strict handstand push-ups there was no kipping yet which was amazing and so um yeah it was great i mean and then i just remember on that last pole just kind of like i didn't come out hot i just kind of kind of i wasn't in the lead for a while i want to say ben was in the lead for a little bit and then um maybe even rich got the lead for a little bit. And so I just remember coming off that final handstand push up uh, quite a bit ahead of everyone. And I'm just watching and pulling and then I see rich come down. I'm like, okay, here we go. And <laughs> I know he's going to pull this sled a little bit quicker than I am. So I'm, I'm literally, I wasn't even looking at where my uh, sled was at. I was looking and watching riches the whole time and just being like, why is his moving so far? <laughs> so, uh, I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. And I wasn't gonna let it, I, you know, I wasn't gonna let it go because of some heavy weight. So it was that man. I, I the the feeling that went through my body after that, like that nothing about that <laughs> celebration was orchestrated. It was just like this pure rush of like adrenaline that like hit me because I was so fired up. So yeah, that's a that was such a great moment. Yeah, it's still one of my all time favorite moments in the in the tennis stadium. You go from taking fourth. Uh, and then you mentioned, you know, failing to qualify in 2015. What was going through your head uh, at the California Regional when you realized, all right, I just took six and I'm not going? Yeah, it was, you know, it, it was a humbling experience. It was uh, it was something I needed, um, you know, at the time. Looking back, uh, I, I kind of like been like started to, I started to rely on like, oh, my past accomplishments and not realizing like, oh, I still need to put the work in. And that was the first year. 15 was the first year where they put the Super Regional and hey, go, 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 go lay down, go lay down. Uh, sorry. No worries. My dog just wants to be petted. <laughs> Pet me. Fully encourage just, that. Yeah, I just need pets, man. <laughs> go, go lay down, go. Um, and so I started to rely on my past accomplishments and really wasn't putting in the work that I knew I needed to put in. And uh, I just remember reading an, reading an article about someone saying, you know, as a, it was a professional athlete. I want to say it was Jeremy Shockey. And I read this quote where he said, I, you know, I remember after losing a football game, I went home and I ate dirt because I wanted to re- remember, remember the taste in my mouth. And, uh, you know, I kind of had that same feeling. I was like, yeah, all right. I never want to feel like this, like I'm feeling again right now. And, I, and someone had a video, I want to say it might've been Savan of like the moment I actually like looked up at the screen yeah. and realized I was in sixth place. And I snapshotted it and I kept it in my phone and I like looked at that picture a lot so I could see like, hey, that's what remember, – remember that feeling right there. And so I don't think I've ever trained as hard as I have the volume, the work that I put in from 15 to, to 16. And so, yeah, it was – it was a you know, 16 was a fun year getting back to the CrossFit Games and going through that season, the Open and the, the Regional and um, – you know, getting to the games, the games, I kind of fell short of what I really thought I was capable of doing. I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, it was 15 was a good, uh, good eye opening experience. And it was a great, you know, like for me, it was a great motivator. 
Yeah, you basically answered my next question, which was how did that affect, you know, going forward the next two years? Because you smashed the regionals of the next two years in California. Yeah, yeah, it felt good. You know, I mean, 16, 16 where there was nothing stopping me. I was going to go through any brick wall that was there. 17 felt good, too. Um, 17 was the year of all the dumbbells, too, right? Was that the year where the, the regional so, was all yeah. bells, I think? Yeah, so, yeah, that was fun. It was an interesting year. And so that was great. Yeah. And and again, like there's nothing will teach you more in life than failure. Right. And so, um, it was a great motivator for me. Are you done competing? Never done. Not until the wheels fall off. (laughs) What are your plans moving forward now for competition? So, yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I had two surgeries this year, um, knee surgery and elbow surgery and, you know, starting to come back, starting to feel good. And so, um, do I, I'm going to, you know, make a run at trying to go to the games again. I, if I could sneak in this year and get in a late qual, get in a late, a late sanctional, then that'd be awesome. But, uh, if not, you know, I'll move on to 2021. Let's say you make it this year. Realistically, what would be your expectations in Madison? You know, I, I right now, like I think I'm in the stage of my career where like my ex- expectations are, are, you know, I'm trying to be realistic with myself. And so, I'm not going to say I don't want to win because <laughs> I do, but, uh, you know, I'm trying to be realistic, especially coming off, uh, two, two surgeries and things like that. So, you know, just getting there would be a big accomplishment for me right now. Um, but I wouldn't want to go there just to participate. I'd, I'd go there and I, you know, I'd put the effort in and, and, you know, see what, see what happens. But I, I don't think I'd have any expectations on myself, to be honest. Your sons are, are getting old enough now to start to understand what you did during your cross career. What do they think about you as an athlete? <laughs> My boys are awesome. They're great. They are, uh, they're both athletes themselves. And so, you know, we have to have a lot of discussions, uh, when, when things don't go the, what, the way that they wanted to mm-hmm. and things like that. And so, um, but they're awesome, you know, and they, and I don't push them out in the gym. They don't, they don't come out. They don't like train with me or anything like that. Um, but sometimes they'll go, I'll just like, I'll come out there and they'll be like barbell, like a, their kids, their barbell out and stuff like that. I'm like, who, who got the barbell out? And I was like, oh, you know, I did. And I'm like, oh, there we go. I like it. I like that. You know, like it's cool. And it's, it's been a fun experience. And um, they're starting to realize, yeah, like dad was a professional athlete. Oh, dad was on TV. Uh, and my little, my younger one will come out and actually he'll like, you know, I'll see him out there and I'll kind of like come out and kind of watch him without me knowing. And he'll be doing like CrossFit style workouts where he's going from like different things to different things. And so it's really cool, but they're hard. They're not easy on me. You know, we were at, <laughs> at, at Mayhem. They were like, they were like, oh, dad. like I want to say we came back to Rich's and we're watching the the video just to see how it looked. Uh, the first night when I didn't, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It was the, the dumbbell snatch one. And my oldest looks up and he goes, he goes, oh, dad, if you would, if you, you know, if your knee wasn't hurt, you would be out there and you would have kicked their butts. And he goes, but in real life, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Keep me on my toes. Good. I appreciate it. So now they're, they're awesome. You offer some mental prep courses on your website, joshbridges.com. What are the main things that people need to know in order to have a, a strong mental game? You know, it's tough, um, you know, for the, for mental aspect, I, I like to give people just clue, like, just like things that I use in certain instances, instances in life where it, it gets like things get tough and like where, where it would be easy to be like, oh, this isn't worth it. I'm going to give up. Right. And so, um, I don't know if you can actually like, 
I can't make you be mentally tough, right? I can give you the things that I have used in my past to help people be mentally tough. And so, you know, that's kind of what that is. It kind of gives you my story and then the things that would, that I've been taught from other people, right? Like, I mean, one of my favorite things was when an instructor looked at me and he's like, or he, he, uh, he brought us into a classroom and we had this great mentor and he was just like lesser men than you. And he, you know what? The, the fact that he said lesser men, it didn't even really matter. It didn't, he didn't have to say lesser men, but I think it was more of an impact on us was lesser men than you have come through this programming and gotten through it. Either way, if you either other men have gotten gone through this program and be and done it. Why can't you? And so for me in my life, that's something that I've always used is like if someone else can do this, why can't I do it? And so I think that that's helped a lot. And, you know, mentally being like, why do I need to give up? That guy's not giving up. Why do I got to quit? That guy's not quitting. So, you know, um, for me, that's always been huge. And just uh, and knowing that. And then another thing is. Knowing that uh, no one can stop time. So whatever it is that you're doing, whatever moment you're in, no matter how bad it sucks, no how bad, bad, how bad you hurt, like it's going to come to an end. That pain will go away. And whether you're there or not, if you'd quit or didn't quit, then you have to deal with those consequences, right, with, with, with your decision. So um, I, I kind of take that in stride is where it's like no one, can, no one can stop time and no one can make me quit and so if I can, if I can use that in life, then that's great. And so I, I, you know, that's like, that's the kind of stuff that you get on that, uh, you know, mental, uh, prep course that I, I put out there. What does it mean for someone to be mentally tough? You know, it, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, it can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be in the physical aspect. It could be in, you know, your everyday life, right? You know, life's tough, life's tough, life's hard. It's not easy. Um, you know, just getting through day to day can be a grind sometimes, right? I mean, there's a lot of things happen in life. Life's, life's not challenging. It's going to knock you down no matter what it is that you're doing. So um, just being able to push when you don't want to push or getting up and doing the things that you know you have to do, even though you, maybe you don't want to do them. I mean, that's, that's mentally tough. So, um, there's a lot of different meanings to it and each person has their own. How did good dudes coffee come about? Good dudes coffee. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Very serious talk. So let's, let's talk coffee. Let's talk coffee. Um, yeah, so coffee became something of passion of mine. Ever since I was in the military, um, I needed it in the military. I didn't drink coffee prior to. Um, so when I had to start using it on, you know, using the caffeine to keep myself awake at night and things like that, I was like, okay. And whenever I get into something, it's like, we're going full throttle. We're going, we're going pro in this. I don't care what it is, whether it's coffee or CrossFit or whatever. We're going to go pro. We're going to go all the way. And so when I got into coffee, I started looking up, you know, like, oh, what's the best coffee? And started ordering that. And then one one time, so I'm over in Iraq and I'm in my room and <clears throat> I'm uh, in my trailer. We live really rough over there, let me tell you. <clears throat> I had a full trailer to myself with Wi-Fi. <laughs> so um, I'm ordering coffee offline and like to get shipped over there. And uh, I, like, I was hit this drop down box and I was like, okay, I can get 5, 10, 15 pounds of coffee. And then there was this had little princesses that said green next to one of them and it was like on the cheap it was the one of the cheaper sides of it and i was like okay i'll get that one and it shows up and it's unroasted coffee beans and i was like what 
the hell? I'm like, okay, <laughs> what am I going to, what am I going to do with, you know, $150 worth of unroasted coffee beans? <laughs> Obviously I'm going to buy a roaster, Sean, and I'm going to sit it over <laughs> to Iraq, roasting my own coffee in Iraq. And so that's exactly what happened. Uh, bought an air, air roaster, which is like, basically it's like a popcorn popper that you put your coffee beans in. And, um, you know, fell in love with the passion of coffee at that point and like thought it was really cool and I enjoyed it. And, uh, later on down the road, you know, like Rich and Dan, Rich, Dan and myself are in the barn at, you know, Rich at seniors. And we are just coming up with an idea to like, you know, us go do these seminars or not seminars, but athlete camps where, you know, people get to train with us. And then we're like, well, what else could we do with good dudes? And, you know, I was like, well, I'd always wanted to open up a coffee shop or some sort of coffee, uh, you know, whatever brand or whatever like that. And so that that's really how it started. And then it just kind of, I kind of figured out logistics of it uh, over the past couple of years and finally launched it this year. Uh, it's going great. And yeah, gooddudescoffee.com. It's amazing. Is there, are there plans to possibly open uh, an actual physical brick and mortar location? So we're going to launch uh good news. It, so the richest mayhem mm-hmm. is going to be the first, actual like good dudes coffee shop and so it's going to be um <clears throat> only good dudes coffee there and it's gonna be called good dudes coffee mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's the first location but yeah we actually you know we want to get in and like you know get a location and have like a roaster and everything like that so all yeah right. that's all coming I'll, i can't wait yeah you will always be remembered uh, not only for your ability on the on the on the floor but also the fire and, and the passion that you always showed during competition where do you think that came from I, I, I just, I don't know, to be honest, you know, like, I mean, I've always been a pretty, you know, outwardly emotional guy. Like I'm, like I'm not, I don't hide my emotions in anything in any aspect of my life. Um, when it came to wrestling, when it came to other sports, when it came to, you know, just anything. So, um, it's just who I was, you know, it's just who I am. Like I'm not, you know, I, I put myself out there. I don't, you know, don't pretend to be anything I'm not. And so, <clears throat> Competing was just something I loved, and it, it, it you know, nothing gets more fired up than competing in anything. So, like, I, you know, my kids beat me in sports, yeah, so because I know there's gonna be years down the road where they're gonna beat the crap out of me at a lot of stuff. And so, I, I'm getting my W's in right now, and it, it's just, you know, that emotion just came from years of, uh, you know, hard work and, and, uh, just enjoying it, you know, just enjoying it so much. Like, you know, you, I love sports. I love all of them. Like I, and that fire just comes from within. I don't know. It's not like, I don't even, you know, yeah. Final question. What are you the most proud of when you look back on your career? Um, <clears throat> that's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of things I'm proud of, I, you know, just, just the work that I put in, you know, the hard work and the sac. Not, I don't even like to call them sacrifices because I don't feel like I was sacrificing because I wasn't doing anything that I didn't want to do. Like I, I love doing all of it. And, uh, but yeah, you know, just going out and competing and, um, and putting in the work and, and, and enjoying the process and, and trying, you know, trying to do it right. So that's, uh, I would say that's the thing I'm most proud of. Um, not any single, like event or anything like that it's just just the years of sacrifice and uh or not sacrifice but um the hard work and you know and so yeah probably that 
Josh, I appreciate your time. Best of luck uh, with everything, with the kids, with Good Dudes Coffee. Hopefully, I'll be walking into one of those uh, establishments soon. For sure. Thanks for having me on, Sean. I appreciate it. I want to thank Josh Bridges once more for taking the time to speak with me. If you want to follow him on Instagram, he is at BridgesJ and then the number three. And his website is joshbridges.com. This has been another episode of Two Brain Radio. If you're a gym owner and would like to add $5,000 a month in revenue, visit twobrainbusiness.com to book a free call. We'll tell you how a mentor can help you level up fast. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Sean Woodland, and we'll see you next time.